0: What's up, y'all? How y'all feel?
1: Hey Saints and Aints. We're in a closet.
0: <laughs> we straight is like. Sitting like,
1: on sitting on the floor. It's
0: not even a real big closet.
1: I'm I'm sitting on a couple of my shoes. Um, <laughs> it's poking me.
0: But our acoustics is fleek though right now. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm sure our, our sound is excellent. <laughs> and I'm getting hot, but then we can't turn the fan on because we're doing a podcast and that just wouldn't make for quality sound.
0: Yeah, our mic is on our laundry basket.
1: Yeah, and it's wobbling. So. Do y'all
0: like how we paint the scene like this? Do you feel like you're here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: an audiobook. I'm sure it's helpful. I think people need to know that when you got a family and you, you living in an apartment and you have limited time between naps of your with your children, and you just got to make it do what it do.
0: You know what? I smell my gym shorts.
1: Where? I, oh, no, because we got the laundry bag next to us, too. Yeah. We should take a picture of this so people have a visual.
0: yeah. Smell like last week. Does it? My gym shorts do.
1: Oh, I don't smell them. Maybe God is keeping me. <laughs> hey, we bless His holy name. Uh, what
0: are we talking about today, Beth?
1: Today we are talking about a very sensitive, but I think relevant topic, which is church hurt. Hmm. When when you hear the word church hurt, what do you think?
0: Um, every Christian who's wrote me about church hurt,
1: you think of them, not necessarily what the word might imply.
0: Yeah, um, uh, because. I I mean I didn't really grow up in a church like a lot of the people who follow us or even like you so I didn't really uh, experience the type of church that I feel like a lot of people experience mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um I have experienced church I pro- I've been a part of the church about, you know 12 13 years now um which is crazy but I haven't really experienced church hurt like that, yeah. um, so I I don't really I don't really personalize it as much.
1: So church hurt uh, for those who might not be familiar with the saying is basically uh, what people say when they mean that they have been hurt by the church in some capacity. The church being Christians, but usually people when they say it, they're not necessarily talking about individuals. They're talking about a particular local body of believers that they were once a part of that hurt them. Yeah. You know. And there's so many different stories and different ways uh that people can be hurt by the church. And I think me and Preston have uh we both experienced it, but I think the degree to which we've experienced it experienced it are different. But I think uh we both came out of it with some valuable lessons on how to how to, you know, I guess heal from it all. Yeah. So what's your story? How 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 has or how did the church hurt you?
0: Man, um so uh, my experience with church hurt. That's a good question. Um, so the church that I I became a Christian in, I f- feel like they try to you know give me the gospel and, and to nourish me uh, with biblical principles and stuff as much as they could. But in a lot of ways, I feel like the theology was was not you know accurate or, or biblically accurate. And so when I first became a Christian, I I, I gave my life to the Lord um, in my room and. I was attending one of those churches who, you know, believed that you couldn't be a Christian unless uh, you had the evidence of like speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like for the most part, when I would go and I would try to tell people at that church what God did for me, um, I was, I was made to feel like I wasn't a Christian. And I was, I was. Uh,
1: Basically because you, you didn't have that. Gift, as they would say, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 um, I don't even know if they know. I don't really, I don't really hold it against them. You know what I mean? Um, because I, I just kind of feel like it, it wasn't done maliciously, mm-hmm. but it it did hurt me. Um, and, and I, for the first, you know, five six months of my young Christian walk, I wrestled with not even really believing, you know, that I was a Christian. And by the grace of God, I was being discipled by this young man. Um, named Gary, who um, in a lot of ways, you know, uh, encouraged me like, no, I respect people at your church, but I really I really do think that God has changed you. I really do think that, you know, God saved you.
1: So it, it, it sounds like you're saying uh, their, I guess, misinterpretation really of Acts 2, uh, but their misinterpretation of certain scriptures led them to treat you in a particular way that then caused you to question your salvation.
0: Absolutely. Because I was this dude that was like fresh off the streets. Right. And, you know, in a lot of ways, people just always looked at my exterior, you Mm -hmm. know, And, and it was like, man, like, y'all can't see that I'm different. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? It was like, it was, it cause was, cause
1: I bet your friends knew you were different.
0: Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> who I grew up with was like, yo, something's different about you. Yeah. But I'm going to this church who, you know, look for all these churchy little attributes mm-hmm. that I didn't have and I didn't, I didn't possess. And they made me feel like, they
1: wanted you to stop sagging your pants.
0: Yeah. I was still <laughs> going in there, you know, rocking big jeans. This is back in the day, like, you know, Jays and, you know, I, just, I I still look like P from the block, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I was different, and I, I feel like that it it damaged me, man. Uh, and I, I I feel like God had to, to had to do something. And one day I was really discouraged, and I was um, experienced a lot of condemnation because I was falling into sin because I felt like I wasn't a Christian, and I was sitting at the computer. And I was watching um <laughs> world star hip hop fight videos, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I'm gonna just watch these fight videos again because I don't know if I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I used to love watching them before I became a Christian. And I was sitting at the computer, and I was watching this fight, and this guy got hurt really bad, and my heart just started hurting for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there looking like. Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And I begin to cry at the computer, and that might be really small to some people, but I like, I believe that God that at that moment like showed me that the reason why you feel this way is because your heart is new, mm-hmm. and it was just my prayer asking God, like, am I a Christian tonight? So God really had to do that. So I I, I think that ultimately God had to show me that you know I belong to Him, and I was able to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like the only. Real, I feel like church. Her, I've experienced in a particular church.
1: But I would, I would think that your experience with that particular church would make you really skeptical because you are already and still are to a certain degree still a very skeptical person. You don't trust people easily, right? No. And so it's hard, to, I think, to serve and even submit to a church that you don't trust its people like you don't trust the people in leadership or even the members and so like how did you then be like how are you able to go into a church body and still trust people because that's really what uh, i think the problem with church hurt is that people don't trust christians anymore after they've been hurt by christians
0: yeah i think i think in a lot of ways if we um i think for those who who don't trust christians or don't trust people in the body i think it's some it's it's some deeper issues with our trust with the lord Mm. you know what i'm saying because i think if if i I don't believe in the church merely i believe in the church because it's god's church Mm -hmm. and i feel like god is not going to allow me to be a part of a body um uh, a global body a local body that that is not in somewhat and some somehow good for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, I so I i I, have, I I try to have that mind frame. Like this is a good thing. Cause when I first became a Christian, I was so like cool on church, on Christians. I was like, yo, I can be an evangelist. I can, you know, watch
1: I don't need y'all.
0: I don't need y'all. I just
1: need me in the spirit.
0: And it's like God was like, nah, like <laughs> like I called you to a local body for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And um and a lot of your lack of trust of people is rooted in your lack of trust in me. Ooh. You don't believe
1: Isha by you don't, you don't,
0: girl. <laughs> I
1: got the evidence. You don't.
0: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you don't you don't believe that I know what's best for you. Hmm. Like that's that's the real issue. Like you don't believe that I that I can call you to a, a body of people that will have your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. In, in
1: cuz you know. i i think it's it's difficult for us to well one, one we're in a culture and we have flesh that that we prefer autonomy we prefer isolation right. and so it is difficult to to even come to terms with the to the reality that you you need people that you don't want to have to need You know, I think people think it sounds godlier to say, hey, I got Jesus. I don't need Jesus's church. But no, God is actually being kind to us to give us a family with fathers and sisters and mothers and brothers and deacons and uh, pastors that would be able to help us love him well. Um, I remember when I was studying um, how God himself is a community. Right. Mm -hmm. He's a triune God. And how really to say God make me like you, which is the prayer of most Christians you have to know that to isolate yourself from community is when you look the least like God. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you cannot be separated that's from good. other people and think that you look like God, who is always among mm. the persons of the tri- the triune Who's God. Who's
0: always been in the community. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So, what was your experience with church hurt?
1: It was so dramatic. Oh my God. No, it was. Um. So when I was a fairly new Christian, I had went to uh one church in St. Louis and then I ended up moving to California and joining another church while at that church it was it was fun it it had a lot of young people um everybody was zealous for apologetics and evangelism and the gospel and the bible um we were all I think nobody in the church I mean we had a few people that were over 35 but most of us were between 17 to probably 21 yeah. So it was a really young church. And, you know, when you're a new Christian, you feel all alone, you know, because you had to separate yourself from some of your friends. Because blessed are those who walk not in the Council of the <laughs> Wicked. Hello, somebody. Um, and so it was it was, I guess, comforting to be in a space where there were other Christians that looked like me and were the same age as me that were pursuing the same God as me. Yeah. Um. So over the course of some years, I think I was there for about two years. I didn't know that everything that was happening behind the scenes was happening. Um, I didn't know that there was a lot of manipulative uh, practices. I didn't know that it was all this stuff. So long story short. So randomly, randomly one Sunday, our pastor was not at church. And that was odd because he always preached. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, why isn't he there? So they were like, oh, we're going to do a members meeting after service. Second of all, we never did members meetings. (laughs) There was no like community of like transparency in this, in this church. And so long story short, they had came and said that our pastor had fallen into sin and that he would be, I guess, permanently removed from his place as the pastor of our church. So initially I'm hurt and I'm sad because I'm like, dang, the devil got to him. Like he, he fell into sin. And I, I was just, I was grieved. But I went home and I lived with the women's director over the ministry. And she, were, she was having a lot of leaders inside and outside of the house or whatever. And so I'm overhearing facts about his life that were not communicated from the pulpit. And so to be frank, basically what was happening was he hadn't fallen into sin. He had always been in sin for the last 10 years of his life. And the sin that he was in, in particular is that he was stealing money from the church to pay for his cars and his expenses, but he was also using the Bible to manipulate women into sexual acts for his pleasure. And it was women that I knew that I didn't know that this was happening secretly. Mm. But then as all of this stuff is becoming to, uh, or beginning to be unveiled, I started to see how much his godlessness had actually uh, been infused into the dynamics of our church. And so I started to see, Oh, our church is extremely legalistic. Mm. Like we didn't hug because it was considered ungodly to, Uh, be near or close to somebody of the opposite sex so we all fist bumped because that was the way to stay pure um if you were on facebook longer than an hour it was considered idol and so you were worshiping an idol instead of spending time with god um if you were having a conversation with somebody and it didn't turn into evangelism after a certain amount of time it was seen as you know you 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 fearing the gospel you're not you're not you're not making disciples the great commission to the point that uh i had a friendship with somebody and we were getting real cool and it wasn't it wasn't anything wrong with it we just were becoming friends and they told me you have to stop talking to this person because we think it's an inordinate affection and that y'all are becoming too close and so we naturally were we were trained to trust our leaders more than to trust the holy spirit
0: and i'm pretty sure that you guys were very like tense and uptight in a lot of ways all the time
1: because no freedom when huh? you when you're not trained to one walk by the spirit and to know that you can have your own mind you automatically assume that your leaders know best and so to, to to question your leaders is in in essence to somehow question god i listened to my leaders and i took their words as god's words because i didn't know anything else to do and so for me to not submit to them to me i always i thought it was rebellion and if I didn't want to rebel against them, because if I rebel against them, and then I rebel against God. And then if I rebel against God, I could go to hell. Um, because they also taught, you know, that you could go to hell at any moment. So, you know, God forbid you listen to a secular song, you get into a car accident, die, you go into hell. So there was no concept of Hmm. grace. There was no concept of uh, being led by the spirit of God. There was no teaching of real love. Love was always rooted in telling somebody the truth. A love was always rooted in killing the flesh and dying to sin. Love was not a gracious, uh, gentle, compassionate, like there wasn't that. And so I think when the, the stuff hit the fan and all his sins came out and how all of his legalism had flowed down into the church body. I felt like I had been placed into a world that I did not know. Like it felt like the matrix where I was able to see, Oh, this is actually not what church is supposed to be. Hmm. I trusted this man. I trusted these people. I've given my life to this church. I have, I have cut off friendships that were actually God given friendships. I have, become a jerk to my friends because I'm thinking because they don't go to my church, they can't possibly be as saved as we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, think so much in my life actually did not uh, prosper because of my relationship with that church. And now to realize that it was all a lie makes you be like, you know what? I'm good. So with the Perry's is, is going on tour. Straight is. Don't know if you knew that already. Yeah. I think we're doing 14 cities.
0: Oh yeah, you wanted me to say something. we doing 14
1: cities. And uh, he's going <laughs> to talk about apologetics. And what you going to talk about? I'm going to preach some some Bible. And then we're going to have a live conversation with the saints about Something that you pick. We're gonna give y'all the opportunity to pick the conversation that we actually end up having. And
0: it's gonna it's gonna be God glorifying. It's uh going to be uplifting um to 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 the body of Christ. But mm-hmm. we are gonna have fun. I think so. We are gonna have a lot of fun. A lot. Also too, a lot of y'all have been trying to get the bold apparel merch, and I'm bringing all the merch on tour. Oh like, yeah, like all of it. Beautiful. And, you know, and we're also coming on tour with our books, with oh, my yeah. new book, uh, all of Jackie nineteen hundred books. It's only four. Uh, it's it's a lot. Um, and so man. Be on the lookout, man. All right. So show
1: notes, wwwwiththepariscom forward slash tour.
0: So after that, I'm pretty pretty sure you were cool on church.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did it affect how you looked at leaders, pastors, um, just people in general in the church?
1: Well, honestly, I felt like it, it, it honestly reminded me of my dad because I felt like, oh, here's another man that whose word I trusted, who actually was a liar this whole time. Here's another man who I thought would have integrity that doesn't have integrity wow and so i think it just reaffirmed to me like the the fear or even just the the belief that men however whether they're pastors or whatever that they are never like a trustworthy kind of thing and so i just i just was cool on church and i thought i could live without it
0: yeah yeah that's deep that's deep i hear a lot of people say you know you know church is one place you shouldn't be you know heard that and then i'll hear a lot of people try to combat that well no like people in the church are just just people but the reality is we do have uh a different expectation of men in the church who follow this great god absolutely who claim to follow this great god we
1: expect them to be godly like yeah
0: yeah yeah we expect them to be godly so i think the expectations in a lot of ways are not unrealistic so how did you come like come out of that or how uh, who walks you through this process was it anybody particularly walked you through this process helps you because obviously you're part of a church now and you love the body Mm -hmm. how did you get here
1: yeah so I think one one thing I ended up having to learn is that the way usually the way God will heal somebody from church hurt is by using the church and hmm. it, and it sounds unfair yeah. <laughs> it sounds like is there any other way but that's just kind of how i think god's hmm. economy works is that he uses people as conduits of healing and restoration um and so to isolate i think ourselves from people is I think uh, inhibits us from being able to, I think, access the comfort and the healing that we so desperately are praying for. And so for me, I just, when I'm, I had moved back to St. Louis after I left California, cause I was like, clearly um, I'm done with y'all. Um, I went back home and I was praying that God um, would send me to a church and that he would send me to a church with pastors that actually loved him and with uh, a community of people that loved me well, you know, wasn't forcing me to be something that I wasn't and randomly i was at uh chipotle and i saw this pastor uh with his bible open with this guy and i just felt led to walk up to him and ask him what church he what church he was a part of and he was telling me that he actually started a church plant that was having its first service that sunday mm. and so i went to the church and then me and the pastor um and somebody else had a conversation and one of the things that impressed me about the pastor is that when he had a conversation with me he invited one of the women uh, ministers to go along with us and i wasn't used to that i wasn't used to seeing a pastor that obviously had boundaries you know and i was like oh that this is actually how pastors work you know and then he asked me my story with church hurt and he took me to Acts nine and he taught because i I was just so pessimistic about the church as whole as a whole and when he took me to Acts nine about how jesus had revealed himself to saul and he told saul like why are you persecuting me and saul was like what you talking about I'm persecuting the church. I ain't persecuting me. And in essence, Jesus is saying, when you persecute the church, you persecute me. Yeah. And that that convicted me because I didn't see that Jesus so personified with his church that to speak against his church and to be do evil towards his church is to do evil towards him. And yeah. so for me, it meant I needed to take some pause at how I viewed the church because clearly I needed to learn how to view the church as Jesus did.
0: Yeah, You know, yeah. that's good. That's good. I mean, I had a, a family member back in the day who got hurt by a couple of our family members and left our family and like stopped messing with the family. And I just remember how hurt my grandmother was when he did that. And I could just think about how God feels when uh, we're hurt by particular people in the body and we leave his whole church. Hmm. We leave his whole family.
1: Throw the the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I could just,
0: I could just think about that. And it's just like, no, like, um, God's church is is so big, and I thought that was so key. What you said, how God will use somebody in the church to help you from church hurt, because we cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater. We have to know that God will use people yeah. to to help us heal um, in the in the body of in the body of Christ. So
1: yeah, even even Paul in Second Corinthians one, he talks about how God is the source of all comfort, and some people can camp out on that. Like all I need is God. To be comfort, comforted. But he also moves on to say that the same way in which we have been comforted by God is the same way in which we will comfort you. Yeah. You know, in the same way we share in each other's sufferings is the same way we share in each other's uh, comfort. And so it's like God has just done something when he reconciled us back to the father, when he reconciled us back to each other. That's why we can't say, oh, I don't need the hand or I don't need the foot, because to be a body is to be interconnected, even when we don't want to be. Right. And so when you are hurting, the body actually hurts. And when you are comforted, the body is actually comforted. And I think it's strange. It doesn't make sense. But if we, I I think, try or attempt to see it from God's perspective, we can actually be encouraged by that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. I think a lot of times, though, if we're honest with ourselves, I think the reality is, I think that we are all just sinful people in this body. And I think um, some things like what Jackie experienced should never happen in the church. I mean, like, that's just... That's just unacceptable, and
1: wicked, and wicked, and evil, right. And demonic,
0: um, you know, so some instances that happen in the church, it's just, it's no excuse for, um, but the reality is that we're all sinful. We're all a part of this body of Christ. And we're all trying to be perfected into the image of Jesus Christ. And I think that if we're honest with ourselves, that a lot of times our sin, our pride, our arrogance, our lack of humility, actually hurts this body that we are part of Mm. 10 times before the church hurts us one time you know what i mean um so i think that if we if we if we have that mind frame that we are part of this body that is affected also by us Mm. that when we are affected in any way shape or form uh, we will respond uh, with, a, with a graciousness, because we know that just like we're being sanctified, God's body is being sanctified as well. And just like we need to have, you know, people need to have patience with us, we need to have patience with God's church as well. Like He is sanctifying her. And um, so He would present her, you know spotless and without blemish right right so the same thing that he promised to do with us individually is the same thing that he promised to do with his church
1: and truth be told even that promise is a communal one that was an epistle written to a church right you know to him who was able to keep us from falling yeah Uh, you know and so i i think we can we can broaden out that application to how we view it when it comes to ourselves and see now, no, that was universally related to the church, uh, and so we can have the hope that says, "Man, what I see now when it comes to the bride is not how she'll always be."
0: Yeah, which I,
1: which helps with our pessimism.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good.
1: What I was gonna say, I think, to the other side of the coin of our need for the church, which I I think is helpful to know that. We we the way God sanctifies us and renews our minds and uh, teaches us how to, you know, walk in ministry is through his body. I think to the, the other side of that is just as much as you need the church, the church needs you, you know, um, because you have giftings, you have uh personality, you have perspectives and worldviews that are valuable to the church. So again, when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. Yeah. And so to not have you, so let's say the church didn't have you, we would miss out on so much. You know, like when it comes to learning from you, when it comes to apologetics or seeing how you love your wife and your daughters or seeing your poetry, it's just like imagine how much the church might be lacking in some sense if Preston chose not to be a part of it. And so I yeah. I, I think you have to be encouraged that God wants to use you, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. And I think I think one of the worst things that we can do is we can feel like because the church hurt us, we can experience Um, truth and goodness and all these things in other places outside of the church. Because I think I've seen so many people who become hurt by the church and just leave the church and just done with the church as a whole. And then they experience... some sense of freedom or whatever but then they get drawn into so many other things that it's just catastrophic to that that spirit man that's true and it's just like no i think the enemy wants us to to believe that the the grass is greener on the other side Mm -hmm. when really like just because we experience bad things over here that that god doesn't still have so much goodness over here you know what i'm saying and i think that if we allow the the devil to to let us know like the the goal is to leave this body of church Mm -hmm. and try to find you know um freedom or you know happiness outside of the church we Mm -hmm. just really deceive ourselves because he he
1: hates the church
0: yeah he hates the church You know, and uh, I think I think it's Satan's plan to, to to disconnect us from the church and have us to be an island, um, to have us in communities that don't it's not really beneficial to our soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just be encouraged to know that God has everything that he that he that he that he wants you to experience. In this body and it will be heartbreaks, it will be suffering, it will be disappointments, but at the end it is glory and your brothers and sisters will help you get there.
1: One thing, um, I know we got to end, but one thing that has been, I think, helpful for me is that when you look at, I'm going to keep using Paul, because Paul is 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 ridiculous like this is somebody who persecuted god's church was there when stephen got stoned mm-hmm. um had a hatred for the church of god and then became such an immense lover of the church of god even in the book of corinthians he's over here saying like i'm over here doing all of this stuff for y'all and y'all think i'm timid y'all think i'm weak um but he cared so much for them that he just wanted to tell them the truth so that they would see jesus rightly yeah but one thing about paul if you read his epistles the affection he has for God's church yes even at the expense of his own uh what's the word vulnerability and freedom like in second corinthians 6 he's talking to the corinthian church and he says there is no lack of love on our part but you have withheld your love from us like he had such an affection for a church that did not have an affection for him and so i just wonder how much his love of god then compelled him to love a church that hurt him so much anyway. Yeah, You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's, that's really good. And I, I love the Apostle Paul um, and his affection for the church. I think about, I don't know if it's 1st or 2nd Timothy, but when he's writing Timothy and when he's in Ephesus, and he goes on to say, you know, I'm in jail, bound as a prisoner. But he goes he goes on to say, you know, but the word of God is not bound. The word of God is not in chains. He says, therefore, I do all things for the sake of the elect. That he might obtain salvation with eternal glory. And I'm thinking like this dude, I think this is like his second or third time in prison. And a lot of the church hasn't listened to him. Some people have refused what he said, but he's willing to be persecuted. He's willing to to go to jail. He's willing to be chained just so people can be be hear the gospel and be set free. And I think that if we have that mind frame, like Paul, like even when the church, you know, hurts us to know that this is not necessarily about people, but it is mainly about god's people it is mainly about god really and and how our love for god should flow um into our loving um our brothers and sisters in christ um so yeah paul was paul was a dope dude
1: so I, i really think moving from here i think if somebody is listening to this and has been hurt by the church i think the first step is prayer to be honest yeah and so i think what what's helpful to pray is one god um Help me to love the church and see the church as you do. I I think uh, the more we see God's church, the way God sees God's church will naturally have an affection for her because he does. You know, he, he calls us bride. That's significant. He doesn't call. He doesn't look at us as enemy. He doesn't look at us as foe. He doesn't look at us in the same terms that we often do, the church. And so I think praying that, but also pray and ask God for the wisdom to, like if you are in a church context that you don't think is healthy, or you have come out of a church context that you don't think is healthy or that you've come to realize is unhealthy. Sometimes your vision is blurred where you don't know what healthiness looks like. You Mm -hmm. know, it's the same as if all you've known is dysfunctional relationships, you don't know what a functional relationship actually is. And so praying and asking God for the wisdom to be able to discern what is healthy leadership and what does a healthy church look like? So you know what body to place yourself inside of. And a lot of that wisdom will come as you pray while reading. You know, when you read the book of Ephesians or Corinthians, or even the early church, I think asking for wisdom and letting the word of God speak into that—yeah, those are good prayers to have.
0: Yeah, and I'll just echo that. You know, um, I think that uh, asking God to put you in a community that will lead you to truth is big, because when I came out of my situation, I really, I really was lost, and it wasn't until I left that church and God brought me into a community that just affirmed all the things that I thought but I wasn't sure of and God just began to just encourage me to know that like no nah, you, you you're a part of this body you belong here um, and that was just big for me so I, I I think about what Jackie said like I don't know where I would be if I just would have would have listened to my flesh and just walked away from the church as a whole but I'm so glad I stuck in there and God led me to a church um, that can nourish my gifts and that can cultivate all of what god is giving me so
1: amen for healing yeah man isn't he so good
0: <laughs> what he's
1: so good
0: you like cheesing cheesing because he's still he good he's
1: still healing us
0: yeah yeah that's he, true. his
1: hands and feet are still here hey hello we bless his holy name <laughs> i am so hot in this closet me too oh my god let's get out all right bye